Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello Trenders and welcome back to the channel. After much delay, no pun intended, I've decided that it's finally time to take another look at the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild 2, a topic that's had many on the edge of their seats ever since the delay video dropped about a month ago now. The Master Sword has been a staple in every single Zelda game ever since A Link to the Past, and it's existed for a very similar purpose in pretty much every single mainline entry, with Breath of the Wild being the main outlier I can think of. While other swords are canon in the Zelda timeline, some examples being the Four Sword, the Great Fairy Sword, the Big Oron Sword, the Goddess Sword, Phantom and Locomo's Swords, there is only one single sword that even rivals the sheer power of the Master Sword, that being the Fierce Deity's Great Sword, meaning that only the Sword of a God can go toe-to-toe with the Master Sword. All of this to say that the Master Sword is extremely powerful and can wipe out pretty much anything that's thrown at it. Hence the name, the Sword that Seals the Darkness. The Master Sword was forged long ago by a hero whose name has been forgotten by the time that Breath of the Wild has rolled around. Forged by a hero who would become the standard for courage needed to wield the weapon. Many heroes since then have stood the test of time. Finally, Breath of the Wild came along and it was time to see how the Hero of Wilds paired with the sword, and we'll talk about that a bit later on. But today, I want to take a look at the Master Sword over the years and how it could act in Breath of the Wild 2, especially as it seems to be broken in a sense in the next game. Before we get into the video, if you enjoy, then please do subscribe as we're actually getting very close to that 3,000 subscriber goal that I want to hit by the end of the year. <laughs> And only 12% of people watching are subscribed, so it'll be really appreciated. Plus, I make Zelda videos every week, so thanks a ton if you do. Let's start off this video as I do all of these other speculative pieces. And remember, this is all my own speculation, which means that if you don't agree, then leave your own thoughts out of the Master Sword in the next game down there in the comment section. But I'll be going through the sword in the 3D games before Breath of the Wild and the part I had to play. So by the time the Ocarina of Time released, we were given our first true look at the Master Sword in a 3D game or the entirety of a Hyrule Kingdom in a 3D game for that matter. A game that would be seen as one of the best gaming has to offer for years to come. So how did the sword play into the game in Ocarina of Time? Well, you're told of its existence a few times and you're told that you'll need it to truly defeat Ganondorf. Past that, the main significance of the sword in that specific story is that whenever you pull it from its pedestal, the time moves forward seven whole years. At the same time, this also allows you to return it into the pedestal, which also reverses the time back to the time frame that was set at the beginning of the game. This means that young Link can't use the Master Sword, meaning that you can only use the sword for certain sections of the game further highlighting the power of the sword itself. You can switch between timeframes using the sword in that game. This is kinda similar to Link to the Past, though in that game time travel didn't lean on the sword, though the main idea behind the Master Sword started in that original SNES classic. The sword continued to be used in extremely similar ways since then, usually more similarly to the use in Link to the Past, with this sword being a very large part of the story and a part of the hero's journey, but not doing that much gameplay-wise, with very few outliers. The sword wasn't seen in Majora's Mask, but it made a triumphant return in Wind Waker and came back for Twilight Princess again. In both games, the sword had similar purposes. It was there simply to make Link even stronger. It had a pretty small story presence in the grand scheme of things, and while you still felt like a badass picking the sword up for the first time, it wasn't quite as meaningful as in Ocarina of Time. Though Wind Waker did have the hero powering up the Master Sword, as we'd see once again at the very beginning of the timeline. 
In Skyward Sword, the sword is forged from the Goddess Sword, Fee Sword, Fi Sword, however you say her name, I'm not judging, meaning that it played a large role in a lot of ways. It's the reason why the plot moves forward for the entirety of the second half of Skyward Sword, though it doesn't do much else apart from slowly growing power levels all over time. Then with Breath of the Wild, everything seemed to change again. Now the Master Sword is in the game, but you're only told about it pretty late into the main game's actual story. In fact, the first time I stumbled into Korok Forest, I wasn't even that sure that the sword was going to be playable in the game down to lore implications to do with the battle 100 years ago. So you can be sure that I was pretty darn surprised when I ran into the pedestal and attempted to try and pull out the sword for the first time, before promptly dying because I had like nowhere near enough hearts to actually take and use the sword. Along with this difference in finding the sword, especially knowing that you could just avoid it if you wanted to, the sword is massively debuffed in the literal sense from the past Zelda games. If Twilight Princess's Master Sword came to Breath of the Wild's world, or any other Master Sword really, you'd expect it to do a lot more damage than 30. Not to mention its energy wears out. Overall, the sword was cool to use, but the implementation of durability on the sword and the fact that the base sword, not counting DLC, wasn't anywhere near as strong as those at the top of the attack scaling definitely made people think that the sword needed a buff in the next game. And I think we could be getting that. I probably know what you're thinking about now. How does he think that the sword will be getting a buff in the next game? So far, the only thing that we know about the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild 2 is that it's going to be broken presumably at the start of the game. Or whatever this is, because I'm not even sure that you can call it broken at this point. <laughs> this says to me that story-wise, the sword will play a pretty large role. I think we're much more in line for having a Master Sword that is needed to take down Ganondorf, a sword to be evil's bane and to actually seal the darkness. The fact that one of the first cutscenes we've seen of Breath of the Wild 2 so far being a cutscene about the Master Sword, and the fact that they've shown us this specifically, probably means that we'll be getting a Master Sword that drives the story again and I believe that by the end of the game we'll be seeing the single most powerful version of the weapon yet. I think more than likely we'll start with the Master Sword. My guess is that whatever happens to set up the story, and in the process the sword is snatched and broken by Ganondorf. Possibly those bits of malice that we've seen scattered throughout the trailers of the game, and scattered everywhere in Breath of the Wild, could be seen breaking it. This then leads into the hero needing to fix the sword in the opening stages of the game, rather than gaining worth to take the Master Sword initially and having to go back and upgrade the sword after that which is pretty much what we did in all of the older games. Now it really depends on what the Zelda theme are doing format wise with these dungeons. Can you come back to them later on in the game or are we doing them in an order but just not a complete set in stone order? For now we don't really know but I guess we'll know soon enough, I mean the game's probably only about a year out by now. If we are having to find the Master Sword after it being lost in the opening cutscene then I'd suspect it'd be somewhere in the sky rather than being in the usual overworld that we've seen in trailers. That'd be a great motivation to search your surroundings in the next game and to search a brand new open world. Though I don't need much motivation, I'm still stoked that we're even getting sky exploration. It's literally one of the three things I wanted from the next game most. The other thing is as well, if the sword is randomly lost again somewhere, maybe it could be somewhere in a cave. So we're calling all the way back to Legend of Zelda on the NES where you go and meet someone in a cave and find the sword. Just a theory. Not nothing set in stone there, which is also a really crappy pun. <laughs> For this piece of speculation, I'll say that I think we'll gain the true Master Sword around the midpoint of the game so we can use it in some of the dungeons, and I think it'll end up having no durability by the end of the game, or at the very least I'm hoping so. Even if it would feel a little weird balancing-wise to randomly have the game throw one weapon, 
that doesn't have any durability, as in, you know, it, you don't have to think about it being durable or not. Unless most weapons don't have durability, though that's a topic for a very different day. I'm honestly expecting the next game to be a big callback to Skyward Sword or the original, as we've seen through trailers and concepts, which also means I think we'll be searching around for Sacred Flames or something of a similar nature at the very beginning of the game. If that ends up being the case, then I think it'll pack a pretty cool punch when you end up acquiring the true form Master Sword. Of course, the other thing to discuss is if Phi or Phi will be in the game. I'm really not sure. Phi was alluded to a couple times in the original game, so it's possible that they go all out and introduce Phi to the hero again, just to make the ending of Skyward Sword that much more impactful. But I'm just not sure if the Zelda team will want to go through with it. I'd love Phi to come back though, as long as they're not as annoying as in the original non-remastered version of Skyward Sword. The Master Sword is something I could talk your ear off about some other time even further. And since we're coming to the end of my time today, I think I should probably finish off by saying that I think the Master Sword is going to be the best that we've seen at this point in time in the next game, and I'm extremely excited for that. Overall, there are a ton of exciting prospects when discussing the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild 2, so let me know some of your ideas in the comment section below, and I'll make sure to reply or look at everyone who replies. Thank you so much for watching this video, if you enjoyed then please do support me by leaving a like rating and subscribing as we wait for even more Breath of the Wild 2 news. I don't even think we're that far out at this point, only about like a month and a bit, I'm so excited. I stream on Wednesdays so along with being a part of the 12% of people who are subscribed, you'll also get even more content, so thank you a ton if you do. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters and I barely give them all enough credit as I've been saying the last couple of weeks. Seriously, they mean the world to me. It means so much that people actually support the channel in a financial way, in any sort of capacity. So thank you so much, and especially a, just a massive thank you to both Sumji and Jardweedum for being my top paying patrons. And just look at the Triforce colored names and that Triforce font right there they always get. Thank you so much for the support guys. If you'd like to join them then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon is in the description and along with that link is a link to the rest of my media platforms. So please do follow me on them to keep in touch with me. Again, thank you so much for watching this video, I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you on Wednesday for a stream, if you have your notifications on anyway and would like to watch, but otherwise I'll see you on Sunday. Please do, stay safe.